Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith in Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. This summer, we are in a series. It's a Fruit of the Spirit uh, series. Uh, and uh, so far, uh, we have looked at uh, the, the following uh, aspects of the Fruit of the Spirit. We have looked at love. Uh, we have looked at joy. Uh, and uh, last week, we have uh, looked at, at peace. And all of these uh, certainly uh, are, are uh, aspects uh, of the fruit of the Spirit. And, and today, we're going to take a look at patience. And uh, patience is a real fun uh, fruit of the Spirit. Okay? And, and uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun with it uh, today. And uh, uh, is there anyone here that's familiar with uh, patience? Uh, is there anyone here familiar with the lack of patience? Uh, okay, all right, okay. All right, and so we're, we're going to be taking a look at uh, uh, the fruit of the Spirit called patience. You're, you're going to find this very interesting, that in certain, certain translations, the word patience is not patient, but long-suffering. Long-suffering. Now think about that. All right, I want you to say that with me. Long-suffering. Let's try that again. Just feels good to get that out, doesn't it? All right? Try that again. Long-suffering. There, you're starting to get kind of a feel about uh, the, the fruit of the Spirit, and especially uh, uh, in, in this one in particular. And what I want to say, uh, uh, before I get into just a couple questions for you, uh, the, the fruit of the Spirit in, in our lives is all about our response to the world. Every day, you and I have the opportunity to respond to the world. And there is no assumption, and I don't think there's anything that is assumed uh, in, in heaven that we will always respond correctly to our world. I think we'll find out today that we, as we look into Scripture and we understand what God has provided for us, what Jesus has provided for us, what Holy Spirit has provided, that every day we have the opportunity to respond uh, appropriately to our world. So as you're thinking about the fruit of the Spirit, and, and hopefully it's not just being been another series, and oh yeah, we know about the fruit of the Spirit, and uh, we're okay with that, we'll, we'll kind of just kind of coast along. Uh, no, we're really hoping that you understand that as we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit, it really is about our response to the world that is around us. The response to the world around us. So let, let me just ask you some, some basic questions that I, I think, you know, many of us will certainly have, I, I have a, um, a, probably a positive or negative response. Have you ever laid on the horn in your car because someone cut you off? There's a place the Bible says about liars, too, you know, okay. Just, just thought I'd throw that in there. All right, okay, all right, okay. Have you ever said, have you ever said, I don't have patience for that person? Okay, okay, okay. Have you, 
Have you ever lost it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There. Right. Have you ever lost it? Have you ever thrown something? Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Have you ever thrown something? Have you ever stomped your feet? Okay. Or said something you regretted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever had anyone cut in front of you as you're standing in line waiting to buy a coffee at Tim Hortons? Yeah. Yeah. How many know that it's not appropriate that when somebody cuts in front of you that you reach over to your glove compartment and take out a hammer and threaten the car, the guy's car in front of you, okay? Yeah, yeah. Hap happened not too long ago. Not too long ago. Not me. <laughs> Don't, I did basically all the rest. Um, uh, uh, but, but that one I, ha I haven't, haven't taken the hammer. I did hear that that happened the other day. These questions help us to appreciate that they are those ugly moments in our lives, perhaps, that we, we react or we respond to, to situations in life. And we have, we have choices to make. And when we respond correctly, there is one thing that, that flows from us. And when we don't respond correctly, we have another, uh, another response or a, 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 an actual, it's, it's a smell uh, that comes from us, okay? That's what the Word of God says. Now, so here's the big question for this series. All of you saints of God, all of you that are well-versed with Scripture and so forth, and you've talked about the fruit of the Spirit, here's the question. Um, how does the fruit of the Spirit really work in my life? We've been describing you the, the different aspects of fruit here uh, in the last few weeks, but what we really want you to understand is how the fruit of the Spirit really works in my life. How, how, how do I know that it's really working? And what can I do to, to, to uh, help that? Galatians 5, verses 16 through 21, they tell us what the, the acts uh, of the flesh are. They, uh, acts, uh, or Galatians chapter 5, verses uh, 16 through 21, tell us those things that we probably can do without too much thinking or get involved in that certainly would be considered um, displeasing to God. And perhaps the things that I read about in just a few moments uh, are, are the things that probably the rest of our world can do. And uh, when we respond uh, or are affected by these things, we're no different. So Galatians 5, 16 through 21, 21 says this. So I say, walk by the Spirit. That's what we're talking about when we say fruit of the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit. And the Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, uh, what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. There is the flesh and the Spirit. And the Bible says that they are in conflict with one another. So that you are not to do whatever you want. So, yeah, this, is what, this starts to hit that you know, phrase where, well, man, if I feel like doing it, I'm going to do it. Okay, Paul, Paul makes it quite clear. No, as a Christian, that option is not yours. 
So I'm going to talk about that just a little bit. So, so he goes on to say, but if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law or underneath this fleshly dominion. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, uh, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I mean, it goes on. It's quite extensive. He says, I warn you, Paul says, I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, so that's the ugly side of what we're talking about this summer. Here's the good side. And talk about the fruit of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Talking about Christ in our lives. Love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience or long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And Paul goes on over in Galatians chapter 5, and uh, looking at verses uh, 22 through 26, he says, Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So, here's my first observation about the fruit of spirit and what we're talking about today, especially as it pertains to, to long-suffering and, quite, quite frankly, all the other uh, uh, fruit of the spirit. Everything uh, that has to do with the spirit begins at the time of our salvation. So you may be sitting there, I, I'm not sure about the fruit of the Spirit, do I have it or whatever. I want to encourage you and let you know every time, every one of you, uh, when we invite Jesus Christ uh, into our hearts, at that very moment, uh, the Spirit begins to do its work. Every, at the moment we invite Jesus Christ into our life, the fruit of the Spirit is present, is present. So, so what does happen at the time of salvation? Let's, let's make sure that we are clear in our own minds what happens at that very moment when we give Jesus uh, uh, the, the place in our lives. We ask him to come in, forgive us of our sins, and we ask him to be uh, uh, the Lord of our lives. Well, number one, and you may want to put these things down underneath this observation. Number one, our spirit is made alive. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1 says that you were dead. You were dead before you met Jesus Christ because of your, uh, of your desire or your disobedience and your many sins. Uh, it describes a, a, a position that we are, were in before we met Jesus Christ. There was something inside of us that was dead. There was something inside of us that needed to be uh, quickened or come alive. And so when we invite Jesus Christ in our lives, that side of our lives that was dead now comes alive. And, and we now have his spirit that is working in us. Number two. This is also what happens at the time of salvation. The transformation process has been now has, has now been activated. Over in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this. So see, I'm really laying a groundwork here this morning so that you understand that we're all without excuse. 
when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit and all the different uh, manifestations uh, of the fruit of the Spirit. So there's a transformation process that, that now takes place. We are now made alive in Christ, and, and now we are being transformed. Over in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. It's a new day. The old has gone. The, the old arrangement, the old domination, the, uh, uh, the old way of doing things now has been taken away. And the new is here. So there's, there's a process that begins soon as we invite the Lord Jesus Christ into our lives. And the fruit of the Spirit is there. There are now two laws at work in our lives. Paul talks about we now have the, the, the law or principles that, that kind of work inside of our lives. One is called the law of Christ Jesus, and the other is called the law of sin and, and death. And so Paul it is letting us know, okay, you know, it's, you need to know that once you give your heart to Jesus Christ, that's the greatest thing we can do. That's where we receive the gift of eternal life. But soon as you do that, you need to become aware that there's something else that's going on inside of your life. There's, it's not just a, a cakewalk, uh, and, and it's not that everything becomes rosy, and yet there are things that there are great things that happen to our lives, but that now, as you start to serve the Lord, you discover, man, there's something else inside of me that doesn't want to do that. Or there, you, sometimes you say, man, I want to do this, and, and then there's another side that says, no, I don't think you should. And that's what the Bible is referring to about the, the law of Christ and the law of sin and death. death. So, so Paul talks about this back in, in verse uh, 17 of Galatians chapter 5. And we hope that you are, are familiar with Galatians chapter 5 somewhat. So he says in, in, in verse 17, in talking about this conflict, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. So there's a side of us that doesn't want to do the things of God. There's a side of us that, uh, that, that likes being impatient. There is a side of us that likes to blow the horn. There, there is a side of us that likes to throw things. There, there is a side of us that really wants to be short with people and, 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 and you know, kind of tell them where to go or... Give them a piece of your mind. Give them a piece of your mind. So here, here is a, another, just that goes along with observation number one, is that with these two laws, you got, you got the law of the flesh and you got the law of Christ going on because now he's in my life. So, so the law that rules each day, there's, you got an opportunity to have a victory here. So each day and sometimes is a moment. But the law that rules the day or wins the moment is the one, is the one that we yield to. Paul says this, that you can be successful or you can go ahead and you can be just like the rest of the world and, and you can live according to your flesh. But it's all dependent on who you yield to, who you listen to, who you become O -o obedient to and that is where that is where the difference is made 
Romans um, 8 uh, and, and uh, coming a few verses there, starting in verse 5, it says this, those who live according to the flesh, okay, so we've got that battle going on inside of us, have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile towards God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, talking about those that have Jesus in their hearts and are redeemed, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. And if, it, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, and Paul is talking to those, and he knows that Christ is in them, he says, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness, and if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. So, this series is all about learning how to be led or yield to the spirit of Christ in our lives. It's all about knowing how to feed that, that spiritual man inside of us. It's all about us listening to that voice. It's all about yielding uh, to, to the way of Christ compared to the way of my flesh or the law of flesh and the law of Christ Jesus in, in, in my life. That's why that's why we want to make sure we're doing everything so that you know how to feed yourself on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Because you see, if you don't feed yourself spiritual food on Monday and Tuesday, you know who takes over? That, that flesh. That desire. And you, I mean, you know. You know when it's right. But, you know, you just don't want to. And that's why on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday that we want to be make sure that we're in the Word of God and that, that we're, we're, feeding, we're feeding our spiritual man so that when we are tested or when we, have, we meet some honorary situations in life and they come, that we will yield to Christ and that his fruit will dominate and that our response... To, be, to the world will be one that brings light and brings salt and it brings hope. Brings hope. Are, are you following me this morning? Okay, keep, let's continue on. So here's another observation about the fruit of the Spirit. Observation number two is this, that the fruit of the Spirit, this may seem too obvious, but I, I want to say it anyhow, the fruit of the Spirit belongs or belongs to the Holy Spirit. So the fruit of the Spirit is not something that, that you kind of conjured up because you're a nice person and you got the right temperament and you know and, and you're just a kind person or a good person. No, this the, the fruit of the Spirit belongs to the Holy Spirit. And that's why we're calling it fruit of the Spirit. And it's not just fruits, but it's just plain fruit of the Spirit because it's what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives. This is a good thing. Because sometimes we feel, man, I can't do it. No, that's right, you can't do it. But the Spirit of Christ in you can. You can. But, but I, 
I mean, I struggle. You don't know. I know those things exist. But I want you to know, it's not about you, but it's about the Spirit of Christ in you. And when the Spirit of Christ in you dominates, wins the day, we respond to the world in a way that they say, man, we don't understand how you can respond like that. We don't understand. We don't understand why, why you do something like that because if it was me, I would be doing this. And that's why it's so important that we realize that the fruit of the Spirit, and often it's the way that we, we respond when we show patience. When we are forbearing with one another. When we are exhibiting long suffering. Say that with me again. Long suffering. That's good. That's, that's what we want you to remember. Okay, all right. All right, so, so here's some observations. These are arguable. Matter of fact, you probably should argue with me. All right, you should really maybe t- take me on, okay? All right, here we go. Number one, because we are born of the Spirit, all believers should naturally manifest his fruit. So, yeah, come on. I mean, that's arguable, right? Okay, 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 no. I mean, I heard somebody said, well, you we should. <laughs> we should. Well, I mean, the, here, here's the warning, or the, 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 probably the, the other side of this thing. I mean, we, uh, as believers, I, I, when, when we are born of the Spirit, all believers should naturally manifest as fruit. Well, we can do that as long as we are free from the urges Have you ever had an urge? Have you ever had an urge to slap somebody? You know what I mean. I mean, I mean, you know, have you ever had the urge to be, you know, self-centered? I think I do that. I don't have time. This is about me. You know, and so if, if we could be free from urges, then it'd be easy for us. And what I've just said would be, yeah, sure, man. I live by the Spirit because, man, I don't have any trouble with urges. I just go with what Jesus wants me to do. And I believe that's the way he wants us to live. But it's also one of those things that you and I need to understand on a daily basis that we, uh, there's something we need to do. Number two, the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit often needs to be cultivated. In other words, it kind of needs to be given a place and it needs to be worked and it needs to be fed, and which becomes the believer's personal responsibility. There are times that it's up to you as an individual to, to once again uh, yield to the, to the Spirit of Christ uh, in, in our lives. Well, you know, I hope you're doing okay with the fruit of the Spirit. And, you know, if you're not, uh, that's okay because this next statement probably will help you out. Often, adversity is the catalyst for fruit bearing. <laughs> Fruit bearing, often adversity. So, you know, it's, it's when you go through something difficult that you find out, you find out how much you need the fruit of the Spirit. It's often when you are having a time of adversity or something's going against you that you realize how lacking you are in the Spirit. 
It's, it's almost moments. And that's good. It's good for us to know when we're lacking and when, when we're plentiful because there's a decision that we have to make at those moments. And it's all because we want Christ to be seen in, in our lives. So often adversity is, is the catalyst for fruit bearing. And how many times? Uh, you know, you don't really get into long suffering very well when things are going well. Right? I mean, when things are coming together in your life and everything is hunky-dory, long-suffering really is not on the list. It doesn't have. But I'll tell you, man, when things start going the other way and things are not going according to your plan and, you know, you've, you've had some game changers in your life and, you know, what you thought was going to happen, it didn't happen. And, you know, you were saying, man, I did this for such and such a person and I thought they would do this for me and they haven't done that. That's when long-suffering starts to, starts to kind of, you start to know, oh man, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really struggling now. I'm really struggling with uh, this, this matter here, and, and the Holy Spirit is speaking to us at that moment and reminding us, okay, it's time. It's time for you to allow the fruit of the Spirit. It's a, my, my fruit, my patience. The fruit of the Spirit, I love this. The fruit of the Spirit will confront the self-centered nature of my flesh. Okay, this, this is how it works. So, I mean, you're going along and, and you're, you're, you're in, enjoying, enjoying life to the full. And, and um, you see somebody that, um, you see somebody that you know I really should go over and say hi I should just ask him how they are doing, but there is something inside of you that says, I really don't like that person, and uh, I really don't have time for that person, and besides, if I go over and talk to that person, they're going to talk my ear off, and, and you know, they're going to tell me more than I want, so I'm going to keep on going, and I'm going to just kind of leave that one alone. You ever been in a situation like that? I have. I have been in a situation, I want to tell you what works, I want to tell you what happens to me when I do that, okay? All right? So, I mean, I'm in this situation, I'm not going to tell you exactly where it was, because I mean, I, you know, I do have some kind of dignity here, all right, okay? All right, listen, so, so I'm in this situation, and I see this person, and I don't like this person. Now, I do love this person. You ever use that line? Yeah, be careful with that one, all right? Okay. So, so, so I'm, you know, in this place, and I'm thinking, you know what? I know that this person doesn't like me, so I'm going to keep right on going. And so I left that situation, and I got in my car. And you know what happens? You know what happens? The Holy Spirit starts to gnaw away at me. The Holy Spirit says, you should have gone in there. And that's how the Holy Spirit works. By the way, next time around, I went in. Okay? Next time I ran around, I, I spent some time. And, 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 and God, I had to humble myself. Had, had to ask for forgiveness. But what, the point that I'm making is that you can, you know 
that I should have done this, and then you kind of leave the situation. And here's how the fruit of the Spirit works in our life. It, it starts to bring conviction, and it starts to gnaw away and say, you should have. You should have done this. And so the Holy Spirit is good at conviction. And that's where we begin to learn, okay, yeah, I should have been more patient. I really shouldn't have said that. I should have been more gracious in my, in, in my thoughts. And that's the fruit of the Spirit. Daily, there's an opportunity to allow the Holy Spirit to produce fruit in my life. Observation number three. Daily, I must die to myself and pick up my cross and follow the Lord. Daily, I must die to myself and pick up my cross and follow the Lord. That's how the fruit of the Spirit works. The fruit of the Spirit's just not on Sunday. And, and matter of fact, we're not really sure how the fruit of the Spirit works on Sunday because we can all put on a show. We can all look our best. But it's really what happens during the week. So daily I must die to myself and say, Lord, I want to do what pleases you. I want you to be lifted up. So question is this. How many know that when you are frustrated, you ever been frustrated? You know, yeah, come on. Uh, we, we all have been frustrated. I want you to know that frustration is not a fruit of the Spirit. Okay, so when you're frustrated, please understand that that is not a fruit of the Spirit. However, however, frustration may not be a fruit of the Spirit. It is an indicator. It is an indicator. So when the next time you're frustrated, just realize, realize this, is that the Holy Spirit is working in that area. And the Holy Spirit is wanting you to turn that situation over to Him. The Holy Spirit wants you to do something that Christ would do and not what you would do. And matter of fact, most times when you experience frustration, the Holy Spirit is wanting you to do the opposite of what you are thinking about doing at that moment. Daily, I must choose or get into the mindset of whom I will follow, Christ or me. Most days for me, that's not an issue, but there are those days. But most days, because I've been serving the Lord for a long time, and I've been down that road, and I've had the conviction of the Holy Spirit, I know what it is to be uncomfortable because the Holy Spirit is nattering away at me, but I want to grow and I want to be like Christ. So most days I can get, I, I'm on the right track, but there are a few times that it doesn't happen. And I know that I need to submit my day in those moments. So there are, there are moments in any given day that my flesh or my feelings or my self-centered personality might threaten to derail my pursuit of Christ every day. It's our, it's our privilege. Every day we have the choice of pursuing Christ. We were talking about the fruit of the Spirit one day in our staff meeting. And as Pastor Chad was giving us some instruction and talking to us about this, I was looking out in our apple orchard here in our church. And, and as he was talking about it, I was just thinking about the, the, the tree, the, the apple tree. And I was thinking about how the, the apple tree, uh, when, it, when it's bearing fruit, the, the tree is not over there straining. This, this, you don't hear the apple tree groaning, that got to produce fruit this year. And you don't hear, mm, mm. no, no. But the, the, it, it is just, it's just, I mean, it is, it is effortless because of the way that the tree just yields to the properties and, and the, the sap that grows. There is no effort. Fruit bearing. And we're all called to be fruit bearers. Fruit bearing is not meant to be difficult or frustrating, but to be exhilarating and fulfilling. Exhilarating and fulfilling. How many know that when you do what is 
honoring to Christ that there's fulfillment. How many know that there's a peace and that there's a joy that he gives to you that really nobody else can? And when you walk away from a situation, you know, it just feels good. When we are doing what Christ wants us to do and we're yielding to his fruit, it is, it is, a, it is a joy and it is a fulfillment. I, I have purposed in my heart as I start up my day, I, and I put this in the journal the other day, and then I'm going to conclude our time together here this morning. I can hardly, I put this in, these are the words, as I'm thinking about the fruit of the Spirit. Because I'm excited about the series. I said, I said to myself when Pastor Chad introduced this, I, I want to be fruitful. I, I, want, I want to be more fruitful than I've been. And I know I've been a pastor and, a, you know, everything, you should, you should, you should. But I want to be more fruitful. And so I just determined in my own personal life that I'm, I'm going to do, look for things in my life that, that will just help me to be more fruitful. And so I said this in my, uh, my entry. I can hardly wait today to walk through your orchard. I just was thinking about an apple. Or, or your grove, and I was thinking maybe about, about, an, about an orange. Or your plantation, and I was thinking... But okay, Lord, I just want to see how the bananas are growing. I want to see how the oranges are growing. I want to see how the apples are growing. Oh, then, that's how, but what about walking through your patch? And I said, oh, wait, I want to see how the watermelon are growing or how the strawberry. And I just began to think, Lord, I want to look for those areas in my life where, where, I, where I'm growing and, and, and just being, being fruitful. And, and I said to this, I, I want to see what's being produced today or ripened in my life for your glory and honor today. And then the scripture I, I, I ended my, my entry was this. Let the word, words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and redeemer. And so it, it's, a, it's a scripture that reminds us each day about our, our words and our meditations. I came across one other thing, and, and then I'm going to challenge you with, with the conclusion. Um, I, and I read this, and I'll just read it briefly and see if you can identify with it. it was, Colossians chapter 3, uh, there's another whole uh, whack of verses, verses 12 to 15, that really talk about, about the fruit of the Spirit. And it says this, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And it goes on and lists those things that are very familiar to us. The comment was made on this passage of Scripture. It starts off with a question. Have you ever been ready to go to work in the morning, and when you open the door, you're hit by a blast of winter air? We all can say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you realize you won't make it to the office without freezing. What do you do? You have two choices. You can either immediately grow fur, or you can go back inside to the house and grab a sweater or a coat. Your skin is too sensitive for the cold, so you clothe yourself accordingly. Paul said we're to do the same thing in our personal relationships. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and, and, and patience. Your feelings, and this is where we probably struggle the most, your feelings may be sending you in one direction emotionally, but you can clothe yourself with attitudes and behavior that move you in the right direction. Over the years, we've been lied to about our feelings. We've been told if we feel something, it must be real. We've been told that if we have feelings, you should express them to others. We need to get our feelings out in the open so we can deal with them. Let me tell you something, the author said. Spitting out a bunch of hostile, angry, meaning, mean, resentful words at someone is not going to help. 
It is not going to make you a better person. It is not going to make them a better person. And it won't improve your relationship. Just because you feel someone doesn't mean uh, doesn't something doesn't mean you have to say it. And you don't have to let your feelings control our actions. Paul said, put on compassion. Put on kindness. Put on gentleness. You may not feel these things, but you can put them on at least temporarily. Some people say, well, that's hypocritical. But it's not. If you feel dislike for another person and you show them kindness, you're not being hypocritical. You're being holy. You're being holy. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, and humility, gentleness, and patience. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, This morning, you're here in our church, and I just want you to know that we've been talking about long-suffering, and we've been talking about patience. And I just want to say this to everybody here, that the Lord's been long-suffering for every one of us here today. Our Lord is patient with you, and I don't know what you're going through, and I don't know what you're experiencing right now, but you need to hear this this morning. That as it says over in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22, because of the Lord's great love... We are not consumed because his compassions never fail. And it goes on to say that they are new every morning. And I just want you to know today that God is long-suffering towards you. God is compassionate towards you. God has been doing everything he can to bring you to this moment. 2 Peter chapter 3 and 9 says this, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years. And a thousand years is as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises some men count slackness but his long suffering to us to us word not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance so this morning I don't know who you are but I want you to know this that our loving God has been looking at you for a long time and that our that our heavenly father who is a long suffering patient and loving God has reached out to you today and says, you're here because I want you to know that I love you and today I look forward to your response. So you're here today and you say, man, pastor, I've, man, I've, I've been going through some rough times and today I, I, I haven't known what's going on and I've been frustrated and um, I, I've been wondering if God even cares about me. I want you to know today that he does care about you. And today he wants you to open up your heart And he wants you to invite him in so that he can come and that he can fill your heart with his love and his peace and his joy, long-suffering, all those wonderful things. So with nobody looking around today, you're here today and say, man, I I need to let Jesus Christ come in. I need to invite him to come into my heart today. Would you just kind of raise your hand and put it back down and I'll pray for you. You Nobody's looking around. Nobody's looking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's looking around. Nobody's looking around. He's been looking for a long time. Matter of fact, this morning when you woke up, God said, I've got new compassions. They're new. They're fresh for you, my friend. They're fresh for me. All you have to do, all you have to do is open up your heart and invite me in. Invite me in. Is there anyone else today that you're here and say, yeah, saying, yeah, today I I want to respond to his incredible love because there's a lot of things going on in my life that are not making sense. Anybody else today before I just close in prayer? Just raise your hand and put it down, okay. 
Precious Heavenly Father, I want to thank you today for those that have responded. I want to thank you, Father, for what you are doing in their lives. I believe that, Lord, that there's something significant that has been taking place. Lord, today you have demonstrated your incredible love. Your love, because you are long-suffering. You don't want any one of us to perish, but you want all of us to receive eternal life. And I want to thank you today for, for those that have raised their hand. I want to thank you, Father, for what is going to take place right here in, in just a moment in this service. So, Lord, we give you praise. And and we give you glory for that in Jesus' precious and wonderful name. This morning, I want to leave this with you, and then we're going to close. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back. There is a challenge at the bottom of your, your handout today, and it gives you three, three questions or three directives. It says, number one, I'm talking about this week, look for the fruit of the Spirit in other people's lives and compliment them. Look for those that you're seeing the fruit of the Spirit. Let them know. And, and maybe you can even ask them, man, how did you do that? And how, how did you process that? And how come you're like that? Number two, identify points of frustrations in your life. And we had a little chuckle there a moment ago, and we all know what this is about. But I'm encouraging you this week, identify points of frustrations in your life. And then I put this on there. I put this following statement. It's, it's actually kind of, a, it's, it's a little bit on the humor side. It says, if you're not sure, if you're not sure of an area of your life where you're frustrated, then ask some other members of the family. Ask some other members. I'm sure they can help you. I'm sure that they can point them out to you, okay? And I'm sure if you, you, you're not sure, they'll let you know, hey, we've seen you act this way. And number three, choose to dress for success by being hypocritical to your feelings and clothe yourself with the fruit of the Spirit and be holy like He is holy. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.